This is Vomiting Rainbows, episode 62, a darker news podcast with Black, my co-host, where I tell him stories he knows nothing about, and then he violates them and spits them back in a beautiful rainbow. When you say I know nothing, I think you've hit the nail on the head. (laughs) It's one of the most perceptive insights you've had about me yet. Well, now, first of all, it's been a long time since we've done a podcast, and that is almost a hundred percent on me uh but you and i have been hanging out more than ever which is like weird during covid times but we just have i just have been like not writing any episodes so i feel bad about that it's hard you know you just kind of are this period we're all just sort of searching for kindred spirits oh yeah you know and and every once in a while we get a show we get something i got this record going it's crazy i i started making it right before all the madness happened. And I, I said, I'm going to do this. I, right. been, I haven't made a solo record. I've been making records all this time. I'm going to do this. And sure enough, I set the whole thing up and then boom, the, the COVID hit. And it actually inspired me. I went down, sung the whole thing, got the whole thing going and it's been rolling. So it's crazy, but. Well, that's great. That's how it yeah. should be. I know. I feel, I, you know, I, I almost feel bad feeling good, but not that bad. No. So regardless regard regardless of that i did get a lot of feedback which meant the the people do miss the podcast and want it to come back um and so we're the people if anything doug we are the people who are here for the people we are here for the people because the people need people and you know why should that be because you and i can get along so awesomely I'm going to um, warn you, Doug, this won't be one of my sharper shows. I, I, I did one of those things. Before I sing, I try and take a whole month off. I wouldn't smoke, put anything right. in me. Very healthy. And then as soon as I get done singing, it's like, ah, you know, so I'm, I'm already post. I'm already post singing. Okay. Well, so since this is a period of, of social distancing, this whole episode is going to focus on social media true crime okay so um the first person that we're going to talk about is takahiro shirashi he's a very quiet uh japanese guy from the uh, yokohama area um he grew up kind of generic uh kid he tried a bunch of sports he worked at a grocery store he later worked at a food processing factory um And then he kind of veered off the path a little bit and became a scout for a local prostitution ring. Um, They call themselves the Yokohama Mamas? Yeah, that would be awesome. That's exactly what they should have. Um, His ex ex actually said he was uh, unusually more gentle than ordinary people. All right. We need more pimps like that. If that's where all the pimps were, we'd have a, it'd be a pretty rosy world, wouldn't it, Doug? It would. Uh, he had an obsession with death and suicide. Um, I can't I, fault him there. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> I mean, we're one to talk. We have a, a dark news podcast. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we could really, you know, get on a moral high horse about no. that. Doug. We're going to have to. He's yeah, I can't, to can't really fault him there. Uh, yeah. He, well, uh, while living is with his dad, he started getting really into Twitter and set up a bunch of Twitter accounts. Um, this was is around Donald Trump. Is, yeah. that, is that what this is getting to? 
Um, and so on one of them, he said, uh, there, and this you can still find online because his account has been deactivated since then. Um, okay. But the only one that, that was still able to be found was it said- no, Sorry, let me stop you here, Doug. Uh -huh. Having your account deactivated, is that sort of the digital equivalent of death? You know, is it that, is. It's that like kind of mortality, really. I I think Donald Trump would say that's absolute death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He would he he would cease to exist without Twitter. When I show people how many people I have, they become they instantly become more impressed with me. You know. There you go. And I feel I feel about it like probably the way other people feel like about their car uh -huh. or something. You know. But it's very uh, abstract to me. I don't know where they come from or what they mean or what they see. Right. I, I really, I make it a very one-way street. I'm not listening to them. I just come out and I go, you know, this is what I'm doing. This, this one guy created a wrapper for uh, like a, 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 a faux application for Instagram. And when you pull up the application, it acts like Instagram. And when it goes to your account, it says that you have like, a hundred thousand followers or something ridiculous like that. And then he shows it to people and they immediately start treating him differently. It's like amazing. He's, I think he's going to make it public, the app, but it's immediately going to, everyone's going to know what it is. Yeah. You know, and like, I make sure to use the pictures where you can't, you know, where I look a little better, you know, or yeah. I, I oh, yeah. pulled from like 25 years ago. Like, yeah, that's, that's me. You know, that's very close. Yeah. yeah. It was at one point. Um, that's so not lying, you know, right. I mean? and for women who've had issues with, you know, paternal, right. you know, this, it's a, it dovetails in a natural way. Anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. Oh, no. So, um, so on his, the only one account that you can find it, it's all in Japanese, but basically it says, uh, bullying in school or the workplace happens regardless, uh, going to these places will drive you more and more mad. I believe a lot of people are feeling the same way that I feel about this and want help. And I want to help such a person. And they put hashtag suicide. Like in favor of it? Yes. Wow. So what, what he was doing was trying to lure people to his uh, Twitter account. And then he would DM them and convince them to come talk to him about their own plans for suicide, basically saying, I want to watch you commit suicide. Wow. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming that's illegal, right? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think, I think so. I mean, yeah. it's Japan. There's not much that seems to be that's illegal. Right. They've got the whole Harakiri thing. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's widely encouraged. I kind of doubt it. I would, I would tend to doubt it. I think right. they're prudent over there. I got to go to Japan once and I had a great time. It's they're very, I, I found them to be ingenious, you know, in the way that they compact so many people in such a small area and still keep it very livable. They're very smart. Yep. Look at the way they all wore masks and they all were smart and they were respectful and they kept away from each other and they, they didn't get all sick. Yeah. And their COVID's were, actually down. Yeah. Here we were much more, uh, um, we had a more individualistic take yes. on it, so shall we say. So yeah, I uh, I really, uh, well, anyway. All right, so after 
after this, he got a lot of women who started riding him and he would lure these girls to a train station and then he would invite them home. Uh, many would go home with him. Uh, apparently, as he as his ex-girlfriend said, he was very disarming. Um, he would invite them over. He would give them sedatives, alcohol, uh, drugs, all in an effort that he said to make them okay, feel let, more. I'm sorry. Let me get a pen. I, I need to write this down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and let then after notes here, I'm sorry. It sounds like this guy's got a vision. He did. Apparently he did. Um, wow. But, but then uh, when they became kind of incapacitated from the alcohol and the sedatives, he would then strangle them till they passed out and sexually assault them. So they weren't dead. They had just passed out. Then after assaulting them, he would kill them, hack them up with a knife, <laughs> take all their money, strip their well, okay once you've gotten to that point aren't you pretty much entitled to the money if you show <laughs> that level of commitment and you've got in there you see you stunned them you yeah. did your business you killed them yeah you them up it's like yeah i get the cash yeah I, cash too at that it, point he had nine victims guess how much money he made 98 bucks no uh three thousand Oh. Three thousand bucks! Wow, yeah, wow. that's the thing. You kind of—that's not a big—that's not a big winning business. If you're going to do that, you want to do it with a better class of woman, right? <laughs> that is the lesson here. Well, they were all—they were all twenty-somethings, nineteen to twenty. Yeah, they can be so flighty, and they don't right. carry enough cash with them. No, yeah, I agree. So, so the big thing that he did after that was he would discard all of their flesh pull all their flesh off the bones and then as they say like bobby flay right and then and then he would keep the bones out of fear of being caught so he kept all the bones in the house yeah he figured they're safer in there nobody will look he lives right alone. right okay um fair enough and so uh, xylophone out of it <laughs> that, that so, would be really weird that would be weird he or a skin suit yeah i mean did he go all ed gein on this yeah wow. so wait now this is this is modern day right now japan and it's uh, this was in this was 2017 okay and it's yokohama yeah but he was just last week his trial started um so he <laughs> confessed I mean, anything with Yoko in the title, you're not going to like very much. No, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, and it, he confessed to killing one person in August of 2017, four in September of uh, 2017, and then four in October of 2017. So, I mean, and then, and then hold on just a second. He was he was caught in October October 30th of 2017. I mean, that's a monthly productivity rise of 400% right there. Oh, yeah. Businessman, you you have to see. That well, it leveled fully... off, though. It was four and four. Like, if it had gone up to eight, then. Right. Yeah. That he been... did his stride. Right. Yeah. And uh, they were all in their late teens, twenty, uh, early 20s. Uh, um, Could be worse. Most, most of the women he killed on the same day that he met them. Uh, after he met them at the train station, 
there was only one male victim and that male victim came to his house looking for his girlfriend. Okay, now you had me up until this point. Right. The male victim, I don't want to hear about this. Right. That's a different show. Well, I'm guessing I'm guessing they weren't two serious boyfriend and girlfriend if she went to a train station after DMing a random guy about suicide. And he was just hanging out by her house, the guy. So he just got caught unluckily when the crazy guy came up with her to kill her. No, no. He came, he found out that that was the last place and he found him. He found the information. So, um, and then he was caught when his last victim's sister uh, looked at all of her Twitter account and saw the DMs. And then she, he didn't have an, ad, she didn't have an address because they always met at the train station. So, or he always met people at the train station. So she lured him to the train station and then the police followed them home and then arrested him when he got home. Wow. That was sleuthing on her part. I wonder yeah. That no, out. but she was working in conjunction with the police. That's great. Good for her. Uh, when they arrested him, uh, he uh, was very nice and took them on a tour of his house, um, of which he explained why he had all the bones, why he had three severed heads and various coolers in the house. Um, he had five. Because three is better than two, Doug. That's why. Right. Well, because he had uh, three fridges in his house and five large storage boxes. And in the fridges, they found uh, individual heads. And then uh, in the large storage boxes, they found arms, legs, and uh, skeletons in each. So you really only qualified for a fridge if you were a full-on head. Yeah, yeah, that was right. like you want to keep the head cool. Yeah, I'm good yeah. with that. And then, guess how he got rid of everyone? So remember, he's successfully getting rid of bodies. So he said, um, he said to the police when he was walking around, he said the first one was awful. It took him three days to like slice them up and everything and dispose of all the flesh and all that. But he said after that, he got really good at it and he was able to like take care of the bodies in less of a day. So he's proud of himself. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, that's a full on, you know, that's a full day. Yeah. You know I mean, that's your, your, uh, you're putting effort into something. You got something to think about, something to focus right. on. Yeah. Um, so then his neighbor, uh, his neighbor's trash bin was used to get rid of all the evidence. So he was just going out and throwing the bodies in his neighbor's trash bin. Um, he currently has just now gone to trial because he had two uh, evaluations, psychiatric evaluations. Uh, the first one he passed, the second one he did not. Um, and now he's feuding with his attorneys and has- To be fair, he passed the first one, but with a D minus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, he, it wasn't with flying colors. He didn't for sure. just all of a sudden go crazy. <laughs> yeah, he he very uh, clearly he said when he get, he had a few guesses. When, well, according to the judge, uh, he was very clear in saying that um, his attorneys argued that this was consensual suicide, like he and he just didn't commit suicide with the person. Sure, um, yep. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he, 
and then uh mutual suicide there's the name of your next group yeah you your next your next musical group is going to be called mutual suicide suicide um so takahiro stood up in court after his attorney said that he had that their defense was it was consensual murder um which is actually not that much time in jail in japan it's several months um but is that they would make that distinction in the in the okay anyway yeah but so so they came up with that um and then uh uh takahiro then stood up and said no they had like i hit some of them in the back of the head and strangled them because they weren't willing to commit suicide uh-huh. And basically he said none of them committed suicide. He right. strangled them. <laughs> they were like goth chicks that thought it was funny to mention suicide to some cute guy. And then he yeah. nuts. Yeah. So no, yeah, that was, that was that's the loving lovely story of that's the lovely loving lovely story of the Twitter murderer. And he's very famous in Japan. We, of course, have not heard anything of him here. Yeah, how come we're not hearing about it? Twitter, it's San Francisco. Didn't we pay all their tax breaks for 10 years? Yeah. Right? That's where we are. Me and right. Doug podcast. So, uh, so next we're going to talk about an amazing douchebag. His name is Zachary Latham. He is an 18-year-old New Jersey National Guardsman um, who was in high school and there's so much wrong with that sentence there's yeah. just so much going just from the beginning oh it's dude sad well so he wanted to annoy his neighbor to use the feud with his neighbor to become TikTok famous sounds reasonable yeah um, he would sounds like a Dick Tracy villain yeah so he would film videos of him speeding uh like hundred, like over a hundred miles an hour by his neighbor's house, squealing his tires, yelling at them, like making fun of them for having a hard time with him, like doing donuts in front of their house and just generally being a, an idiot. A nuisance. Yeah. Um, but to his credit, it garnered him 750,000 views on, on TikTok. Okay. Um, when he continued to egg them on, he came over to their house and said that they had gone viral and that they were going to be huge. And the mother told him just to get away from the house. And as he sped away from the house, he swerved towards one of their children, the like a younger son. Um, and then he sped to his house and the dad then immediately came over to his house and when his dad came over to his house, he and the two sons of of the of like the rivals of Zachary um, beat him up, like just beat the shit out of him. He ran into his house. Does he have it all on film? I mean, isn't that the TikTok way that you'd get the whole thing on film? Did he have a I, body cam or something? I feel like his. There were several friends there, and I'm sure they got it on film. Right, but they were all apparently Nobody. beat up. They're friends, but they didn't actually intervene to help them out. They were filming. They were too. They did say, filming. and you can. There's a 911 call online. You can hear. He's like me and several of my friends were beat up. We were jumped. Ah. But inside, immediately inside of his house, uh, he went inside, and rather than like shutting the door and locking it, 
he got a stun gun and two knives. And then he came out and uh, the father, Timothy Durham, uh, Timothy was stabbed to death after he stunned him and knocked him to the ground. Wow. Yeah. Stunning can be uh, pretty brutal. Yeah. So this guy then now has become a murderer because uh, he did not survive the stabbings. Um, and then uh, Zachary called 911 after they had a whole uh, in the conversation. He said he was jumped um, and had to defend himself. So he's using self-defense. Um, but that becomes a little weird for the police because the police are would say, you got beat up, you ran into your house, then you ran into your house, and after that, you didn't lock the door and call 911. <laughs> right, yeah, you can't you can't call that standing your ground or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You run away back into your house, you're kind of stuck there. <laughs> so you out again armed, then it's, it's uh, which is kind of sad, because really, I mean, no one should be allowed to attack you per se, you know what I mean? I mean, it's very hard making this call about what kind of violence is right and what kind of violence is justified, you know, I mean, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I, I think this is not right, but I, I, mean, I think this is, uh, there are conspiracy theories going around TikTok Now they're basically saying that all the friends knew that they were going to come over and then they were going to look like badasses because they had the stun guns and everything ready. They were egging these guys on to follow them. Right. And then they thought they would just, they thought they would make it back to their house in time, but they didn't. And the brothers were able to beat them up. And then when they went inside and got the weapons, I'm guessing they were so riled up that they actually accosted them and tried to kill them or did kill them. So that, that guy is currently free on charges, right. Or free on bond, but um, he is facing uh, uh, aggravated manslaughter and then um, he, his, the Tim, Timmy, Timmy's two sons, the guy who was killed, they're also facing assault charges and trespassing charges. So, so this guy, Zachary, is going to actually have a, a rather valid case for, or at least he, he's set up pretty well because these three people trespassed on his property and, and assaulted him. So, He's right. set up for self-defense, but it doesn't look good. Wow. Yeah. But then, go ahead. Oh, well, I don't know. I was just, uh, sounds like more, that one sounds more kind of garden variety than than the usual, you know, sort of he lopped her head off, put it in a freezer type fare. Right. You know, this it, was. It almost makes you like nostalgic, like, oh, right, just assholes beating each other up and being destructive, you know. Well. So you'll love, you'll love the happy note that we're going to end on. So our final story um, is actually submitted from a, uh, a listener. Pia submitted the story and she suggested um, a Mexican TikToker who is 20 years old. Um, and Wait, what's her name? What's the name of the woman who, who wrote in? Uh, Pia. Can we not say? Yeah, Pia. Oh, Pia. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And so the Mexican TikToker who's 20 uh, wanted to stage a TikTok uh, kidnapping for her TikTok to make her her uh, 
following like blow up. Um, that was uh, Arlene Martinez, and she and a few friends in Chihuahua, Mexico, uh, used a friend's farm. And was it uh, a Chihuahua farm? It was at, all I could think about the whole time of doing this was like Chihuahuas just all over this town. They've yeah. just got to be everywhere. Yeah, and everybody's probably like, "You are a moron." That's not what Chihuahua is. I agree. I know. I, just the kind of horrible, almost dad joke that I would it, make, you know, but it somehow I keep pumping them out and it, it works. It works. Yeah. But I, without a doubt, even knowing that I still expect to see a hundred thousand Chihuahuas when I walk in. Yeah. Chihuahua. Yeah. So um, anyway, so they uh, staged this whole thing on this farm and you can see the video online and they kind of playfully slap her around, but they don't seem, they look really menacing and threatening, but it's not, you can tell it's not quite right because she's in the background, she's blindfolded. And then they drag one of her friends and they had a gun to the back of his head and all of this stuff. Um, and they, at some point, uh, one of the friends is sitting in the background with one of the guns and looks like he's fiddling with it and ends up shooting uh, Arlene in the head. Wow. Um, well, she's what, not going to have a lot of influence now. No, um, she is not. And so... That'll cut what, into your influence some fierce. Yeah, and then everyone scattered. So they just left. And, and then immediately after that, one of the friends who was there, there were about 10 people at this filming. Damn, I need some drugs for this one, Doug. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with America at this point. It caught me in a different, but a lot of times we try and do this earlier. We're, we're pretty matter of fact. Right. You know, at this time around, yeah, I think you're a little higher. I'm a little higher. I'm not. Way. And, you know, we're just out here plumbing the depths of, of America's stupidity, it sounds like. Yeah, these are more kind of straightforward violence. Yeah. So, so it turns out one of the people who were, was at this filming called the police, told them everything that was going on. So they said, basically, like, hey, we were going in there. We were staging a kidnapping. Um, like, I have... We, we didn't have any of the guns loaded as, or we thought we had none of them loaded. And one of the guys was fucking around with one of the guns, pulled the trigger and just happened to have it pointed at her and it killed her. And they all were so freaked out, they just ran. That's so the police are saying they want to see, they want to meet with all 10 people. They want to see what's going on. But they said, it doesn't matter if it was an accident or not. Someone has to pay for this crime and they're going to find out who did this. So, I mean, this only happened a few days ago. So we'll find out more as that kind of goes forward. But Arlene was a mother of a one-year-old um, and uh, her. I think her parents are taking care of her child now. But one of the key things that we can take away from this is don't do stupid things to get on social media. 
social media itself is a stupid thing. It, you it know, is. The whole point of it was to give you more of a connection to things and make you more friends, but it actually has the opposite effect. And people have, you know, a friendship circle that's a mile wide, but a half an inch deep, right? Yep. And it's like, you, you, you'd rather have two, three quality friends than pretty much anything in the world. Yeah, I completely agree. If you don't have that. If you don't have two, three quality friends, then, you know, you're, you're really in trouble. No matter what you're doing, no matter how much money you have, no matter how self-sufficient you think you are, you know? Right. So uh, the other thing that I would suggest is if you do want to get famous, you should get famous the way Black and I got both get famous. I did it by being a motherfucking rock legend. You, you know do it that way. I did it by getting one of these. Look at that guy. And then, and then you put, you put this on Instagram and then they become Instagram famous. Does he have a lot of followers? He does. He has like a thousand. He's huge. I believe it. What, how come <laughs> I'm not following that guy? You should be. He's, he's also on TikTok too. That's such a good looking cat. You really fucked <laughs> out with that. The full on bangle. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Um, so we want to thank you guys all for listening. Um, and please, we welcome any comments and, or ideas that you have, uh, send us an email at contact at vomiting or find us on all social media at we vomit rainbows. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, rate us, help us grow. Um, and as always, uh, please visit the dwarves and check in on some of their new items that they have to offer. Um, and then, yeah, I, you have that new project coming up soon, so that Dude, will be I'm making music uh, and getting useless merchandise that people can buy. Excellent. So look, check that out, and he'll have that posted on on his social media. <laughs> That's right. And take your top off when you're there. I'm I'm a little yeah. more. Uh, let's say, you know, this is kind of the violent side of things. You know, we, we're sort of plumbing more of a peace and love kind of an aesthetic. You know what I mean? Absolutely. All right. Thank you.